that you want to be where we are. You said that when we're gathered in your name, that you're here in the midst of us, and so we just ask you to take over here, Lord, just to take over. We thank you and praise you that you want us to know that you're preparing us to meet up with you. We love you and praise you, give you all the glory. God is so good, he's so in love with us, and he, he wants us to know, he wants us to be prepared for eternity. We were talking about being born again. When you're born again, you can see what you couldn't see before. Jesus said, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. And so it doesn't make sense to you. It seems weird. And the people that are born again seem weird to you, unless you're born again as well. And that's when God's spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. And then you have on these new glasses, you can see. You can see in the kingdom of God. You can see his way. You can see everything about him that is amazing and good that you couldn't see before. And so that's why he wants to get born again. And when you're born again, you're actually saying, I surrender to you. I believe in you. And that's why he starts showing you things before everything is like a mystery. And Jesus said that, that um, outside of our circle, those who won't receive God, everything is a mystery. And that's why the religious leaders couldn't understand or see the truth that Jesus was the Son of God or is the Son of God. They were just thinking in their own intellect. And so when we have God's wisdom and His revelation knowledge, we know so much more that than another person knows, and they are actually blind to the truth until they give in. So not only do we need to be born again, Jesus said, but we need to be born of water. And before Jesus came, John the Baptist, that was his part. So I'm going to read to you Matthew, Matthew 3, where it talks about John. In those days appeared John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, think differently, change your mind, regretting your sins and changing your conduct, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so he went around baptizing everybody, preparing them for Jesus. And then Jesus came. And he wanted to be baptized by John, and John didn't want anything to do with it, but Jesus said, we have to do what's right. This is righteousness. And so that is what God is wanting you to know today, that the next thing that you have to do is to be baptized in water. To be right with him, you have to be baptized in water. And so that happens. You can do that at a church or wherever they offer that. And um, so what you're really doing is saying, I love Jesus, I'm changing my life, I'm living for Him. And um, lots of times people tell their testimony as how they got to be in that place. I was baptized in church, I wanted to be baptized in the ocean, but that didn't happen. And um, the, the cool thing about being born again and hearing Jesus, you know, the Word says that we hear Him. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, they follow me, and I give them eternal life. And of course, the word says that we have his mind. And so for me, I had my own little plan um, as to how I was going to get baptized. And God was telling me in church one day that I needed to get baptized right then and there, and I did. And I was so glad I did because, you know, when you obey God, that's when you have that joy that excitement and that peace that He offers to us when you obey Him. And I wasn't obedient to Him. I remember Him talking to me a few times. It's been a while ago now, but I, I didn't do it because I had my own plan. And you got to 
forget your own plan. Because see, the thing is, is when you live in the kingdom of God, it's an obedience thing. That's why Jesus said, many on that day are going to say to me, Lord, Lord, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. He's going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. When we obey him, we, we don't have that broken fellowship with him that the Bible talks about. Because if you have that broken fellowship, you're kind of weaving in and out of the kingdom. And so you're getting on the wide path, the narrow path, the wide path. And Jesus said, either you're for me or against me. So um, being baptized is something that is an obedience thing. It's something Jesus said, you have to be born again to see in the kingdom of God. And we talked about that yesterday. And you have to be baptized in water. And again, you're just saying, I'm giving my life to Jesus and I'm going to obey him. And so when every step of obedience, everything he asks you to do, that's why it's so important that you hear him. And Jesus comes and lives on the inside of you and he shares with you the secrets, the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So on that day that he's not going to say, I didn't know you. You have the ability to obey him. He gives you his strength to obey him. So you can obey him. All you have to do is ask him to help you. And so that obedience thing is really so important. And everything he tells you to do, they're not options. They're really to fulfill you with that happiness, that peace, that joy. He said, I have come that you may have life, have it to the full until it overflows. The enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Two different things. And you have to choose life. The Word of God says, choose life. Jesus is saying, choose me. And you choose me by obeying me. So everything he tells you to do and you do it, you're going to have that constant peace, joy. You're going to have contentment. doesn't matter your circumstances. You're still going to be happy because you keep choosing him. And really, while you're here on the earth, the kingdom of God is within you. And, and that is him living on the inside of you, his spirit. And then you have his joy, you have his direction, and you just keep walking down that narrow path. And yeah, the enemy, Jesus told us in Mark 4, the enemy is out to kill, still, and destroy. Or actually, that's John 10, 10. But in Mark 4, he said, as soon as you hear the word, he's going to come and try to take it. He doesn't want you to be happy or have peace or joy or, or have eternity with Jesus. He wants to take you to hell. So he's constantly, constantly going to be trying to steal the word from you, and the word is God. John 1, 1 says, he is his word. The word of God is God. And so he's going to keep trying to steal even your time to look at the word. He's going to just try to steal God from you. And then if he's being successful in that, you're going to feel it. You're not going to have the joy. You're not going to have the peace. You're not going to have that happiness that you had before. So you don't want to lose that. You want to keep on that narrow path. And everything Jesus asks you to do um, and you do it, you're going to have more joy, more, more, more complete, completeness. In fact, he said, I'm telling you all these things so that my joy in you will be complete. I'm telling you this so you can be happy. It's so important to him that you're happy. And he wants to, you to live with him forever. He does. And that's why I'm sitting here right here, right here, right now today to tell you. He said, I want you to tell my people. Tell them what you know. Tell them about me. I'm in love with him. I don't want them to go to hell, but you got to choose him. You have to choose him, and you choose him by obeying him. Jesus gave you that secret. 
Um, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. That's obeying him. Many on that day are going to say, Lord, we did this, we did that. He's going to say, I didn't know you, you practice lawlessness. You disregard my command. So if he tells you to get baptized and you don't get baptized, you're disregarding his command. If he tells you to forgive and you don't forgive, you're disregarding his command. Everything he has for you to do is you saying, I'm living in the kingdom of God. I'm not going to live my old way anymore. I'm going to repent, change my mind, and live this way. You come in agreement with him. You live by his opinion, not someone else's opinion, not your opinion, but his opinion. Romans 12, 2 tells us to change our thinking to be in agreement with him. Corinthians tells us to take captive every thought and make it like the word of God. And when you do that, you're going to be able to obey him. And when you obey him, you get to live with him when you leave here. And you get to live with him right here and now because he lives on the inside of you. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart. If you invite me in, I'm going to come in and I'm going to dine with you. He's going to hang out with you. He's going to teach you. He's going to show you. He's going to guide you from here to there. So when you leave here, you're just going to move in with him there. And that's what he wants for you. And so that's what you want to pick. You want to pick obeying him. You know, the enemy tries to get you to disobey. It's like a trick. He uses your flesh. You know, your flesh wants this and your flesh. Your flesh thinks it wants this, that, and the other thing. But you really don't want what your flesh wants. Because you want that love, that peace, that joy. You want to serve in the kingdom. God's way is good. His way is higher than our way, and we got to learn that way. And the enemy just wants you to go back to your old life, your old vices. You know, God is going to fulfill you to the full. He's going to till you overflow with joy. He's going to take all those, all that sin off of you that clings to you and imprisons you. And that's all sin is. It's just, you know, Satan hanging stuff on you and holding you down and taking away your joy and, and your peace and your contentment, your health, your happiness. And God wants you to have all that. And so he's saying, don't let your flesh take over because your flesh is going to keep you in prison. Satan uses your flesh. And so um, getting born again, you're going to get it. And then you're going to get baptized with water, and then you're going to be complete and ready and on your way to live that new life. God is so good. He's so in love with you. And if you want to say that prayer, if you've never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, if you're not born again yet, watch the video from yesterday. Plus, we're going to pray right now. Jesus said, whoever calls on his name, whoever heeds his voice, he's going to come in. He's going to fill you with his spirit. And um, he's going to give you comfort. He's going to remind you of the things he said. He's going to tell you things to come. Right now, he's telling us things to come. Some people think that's so crazy, but he's telling you ahead of time, he's coming and you got to get ready. And you get ready by getting born again, by being baptized, whatever he tells you to do. Unforgiveness you might have going on in your life. He's going to give you a little bit at a time to do, and you keep obeying him, then he's not going to reject you on that day because you're not rejecting him. But anyway, Revelation 3:20, Jesus is inviting us to have a relationship with him. He's going to give us his spirit if we're willing to heed his voice, to commit to live in his kingdom. And so let's say that prayer. Jesus. We're asking you to come and live on the inside of us. We're willing to heed your voice, and we thank you that you want a relationship with us. 
And we're receiving what you have for us. We're receiving that relationship. We're receiving your instruction, your direction, so that you can lead us and guide us in righteousness because we want to live with you here and now and when we leave here. So thank you for helping us to do your will. Thank you for changing us to be like you, to live by your opinion because your opinion is good. I just feel like God is saying he has a word for us today. So what is it, Lord? saying that his return is soon and we don't have much time to get to know him and so that we should spend extra time each day a lot of time each day to get to know him so that we can be a part of what he's doing in these last couple hours before his return these last days are Whatever it is, that part I don't know. But he's saying that he needs us all to come together to do a great and mighty work for him. And our reward will be great. Our reward will be great. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for that word. Yeah, I believe that's what he's saying is that he is just having... um, this big plan right before he comes and he needs anyone who would would help him to help him. And so you can get born again and just already be on your way to being a part of what he's doing. And like he said, your reward will be great. God is so good. And you know, he he just he 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 looks at us as so vital, so important. And he has a part for all of us to do. And so you want to get on your knees every day and you want to hear his voice and you want to open the word of God every day and hear him. He is his word. John 1, 1 says he is his word. And so when you look at the word, you're looking at him. You're getting to know his opinion and then you want to live by his opinion. Do what he's telling you to do and you'll always be happy no matter what your circumstances are and you're going to have favor, favor, and favor. He's got more for you than you can ask or think, Ephesians 3.20. God is more super abundantly for you than you can even ask or think. He's just going to make the way for you. It's such a good life. You don't want to live in hell, and you don't want to live in hell right here on the earth. He wants to just set you free. So let him. He's the way. He's the truth. You can't get to Father except through Jesus. So that's it. Jesus. So good. He's so in love with you. And if I didn't mention, he came and he laid down his life for you. He voluntarily laid it down so that his spirit could live in you. So you could have happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. He bore your sorrow, your sickness, your disease, your pain. By his stripes, you were healed. You don't have to be sick or sorrowful or in pain. All you have to do is believe. Anything is possible for him who believes. And you believe by hearing the word, Romans 10, 17. So his faith comes by hearing the word. You call on his name. You depend on him. And he's going to save you. He's coming to rescue us. And the time is short. So if you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. Thanks. Thanks.